welcome back to another special episode of the Bernadine Podcast. I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. And I'm Bath, your favorite swearing <laughs> Asian guy. Mel, what do you mean by special? I thought this was a normal, unprofessional episode. Um, I mean, it's still going to be a really shit show. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Okay, then what's so special? I ordered our guests from Amazon. And don't worry, don't worry, I will not make you chop them up into little pieces and send them to my neighbors. Oh, no. well, I appreciate that. One could also say that our guests have returned more time than, uh, than Jesus himself. Mm. Ooh, my, my nipples are tingling. Uh, I was afraid of that. Anywho, um, if you like what we do here <laughs> on the Burning Eden podcast and you would like to support this shit show... There is a Patreon that you can join and help us with. For only $3 a month, which is less than a shitty cup of coffee, <laughs> you can become a sinner and be part of the shit show. But if you want to be a heathen and you want your name added to the board of supporters, not heathen the board. board. Of, the heathen board. Uh, and we'll give you a shout out at every episode. But you can also be a blasphemer and get all this swag. See? What does that stand for? Stuff we all get. There you go. <laughs> but if you like us more than we like ourselves, you can be on the diabolical tier. For Ooh. $50 a month, Spicy. we will do shady things for you. Uh, yes. We'll also give you early access to a new episode. So there's Just that. you, not me. That's fine. That's fine. Anyway, on today's very special episode, we had the pleasure of speaking with Arch and Lindsay. They are both, they're both back to share their experience with being on the Amazon's documentary, Shining Happy People. The documentary explores the Duggar family and the IBLP <laughs> and how they are not alone in leaving that cult, that disgusting cult. Um, please welcome back Arch, Radish, and Lindsay, a.k.a. Cult Chronicles, from TikTok. Hey. Welcome, my loves. Hi. Welcome back. Behold, oh I come God. again. <laughs> coming and coming and coming. I mean, who's it's, coming? It's again? Trumpets in an Amazon documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're not returnable vehicles. <laughs> like I ordered you guys with Prime, so you guys came. For it. I'm, oh I'm wow, okay with it. we were yeah, we were a fast order. <laughs> God damn it! And I broke several speed limits to get here. <laughs> with what car good question you know oh, what? i don't know yet <laughs> you know what so thanks for being on <laughs> i'm so sorry for this i love how bash just took himself out of this interview no i, I did that <laughs> I, did, I was like i have control too bitch <laughs> silence oh, oh, my God. See, we <laughs> this is amazing we could just watch this all day let Baff like no, she's muted now. And then <laughs> I'm unmuted. Imagine. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, this is not in you, Mel. I am That's... so sorry. I'm uh... very powerful as a woman. I am a dick. Uh, but for those I've who don't y'all. know, 
our friend's vehicle was unfortunately stolen, which is not laughable, really. No. And then it was <laughs> destroyed. As he laughs. laughs. That was not the Asian guy's laughter for those listening. <laughs> that was the guess. But I thought you only swear, not laugh. I also, I can do many things, Mel. Oh. He's multifaceted, <laughs> but only today. Only today, yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for being again on our shit show. Well, we back. love your shit show. It burns. And we. <laughs> You might need to see a doctor. You need to, yeah, dude. I think that's called gonorrhea. I can only handle it in small doses. There's always a lot of rug burn. (laughs) We got praise knee pads for that, though. I'm just saying. I I just used them actually recently. She was polishing the knob. I was. I was. Anywho, Mel, do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for the Bible verse of the day. Per tradition, as both of you know, we would love the honored guests to read the Bible verse of the day. What do you have for us, my lovely heathens? First of all, I have to comment on the fact that that Bible was way mad dusty. Right? But here we go. But Christians don't read their Bible, so it's accurate. Mine mine died in a flood, quite literally. So, you know, it it was... it's um so we've got matthew 5 verses 1 and uh we'll see where this goes if we wander into two oh uh and seeing the multitudes he went up into a mountain and when he was set his disciples came unto him oh and he opened his mouth and he taught them saying now a lot of people may be thinking Bless. those those verses are well, little... hold on, hold on. one second, one second. Someone <laughs> came and then the other guy opened his mouth. Okay, yeah. great. That's what I understood. It wasn't in the accurate in that order. order. In that order. <laughs> but there we are. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. You may be thinking those verses are a little anticlimactic, except for the person who came. Um you the... mean people. Yeah, the people. Who came. Multiple. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, it was yeah. a whole as a whole thing. Um, the the thing is, though, according to the cult leader that started our cult, mm. you can learn everything you need to know for, about math, law, medicine, oh. science, oh. and history just by reading those two verses. Shut he built an entire up. homeschool curriculum out of them. Yep. Oh, is what? this a sermon on the mount? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. The attitudes follow. Lots Ugh. of attitude after that. Yikes. Fantastic. <laughs> Those were I, what our um, our educational uh, materials were based off of. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And each, each wisdom booklet would uh, be one to two verses. Um, and he would just parse out of it. And, you know, just like try to pull as much as he could out of something that was nothing. For example, that whole line about seeing the multitudes, we had an entire several-page discussion on seeping eye diseases. We were six or seven. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? What? (laughs) Who needs basic math? Who needs basic science or medicine or biology? I guess it would be fall under biology, right? We call it medicine. Mm -hmm. It's BS. Like a five-year-old decided these topics. But um, it was biology. I hate it here. Yeah. We, we hated it more. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yep. Well, that was great. Thank you for reading. 
thanks. I hate it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Dunk. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we, uh, you were on before, but we would love to get if there was any updates uh, to your to your backstory, your front yeah. story. Yeah, the, the backstory story? got updated, Mel. Ass story? I don't know. <laughs> I think a few things happened since we last talked. Right? I mean, so whoever wants to go first. Go for it, Chad. Go. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay, oh. so as you may remember, Lindsay and I both grew up in the Institute and Basic Life Principles uh, cult that was started by a man named Bill Gothard. Uh, we grew up in the homeschooling branch of it known as ATI, the Advanced Training Institute. And yeah, we each had differing but very similar experiences in the fact that we both experienced a lot of abuse, educational neglect, spiritual neglect, and several other nasty things that we decided to go on the record on a large nationwide TV program and talk about for four episodes. So very recently, we were privileged to uh, experience shiny, happy people, Duggar Family Secrets on Amazon Prime, where we talked about growing up in IBLP. And uh, the series basically takes the story of the Duggar family of ex-teen kids and counting and ties it into the larger problems with the IBLP itself, where all mm -hmm. they came from in the cult as well, because they were raised in the same thing, and how the cult affects things today. And as much as the Christian nationalism that we all know and hate mm -hmm. is affecting okay. and infecting society as we know it. Wow. wow. And I, I don't even <laughs> think I need to follow it up. I was going to say. Literally. I mean Killed. Well, that was a great interview. I'll Thank you, you guys. <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs> that was exciting. <laughs> I'm moved by our own story. Yeah, man. <laughs> you are a person, Lindsay. I promise. Oh, <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I literally don't know how to follow that up. However, because um, I was trying to actually think about when. I know that I talked a lot about like my time with Bill and I also mm -hmm. talked a little bit about my family history. And right. I mean, right now, like all of that is just like uh, blown up, you know, right. um, Bill, if he has watched it or not, we don't have any confirmation that he has. Mm. Um, but IBLP put out a statement um, about the documentary and that, you know, the media has basically seeped into the minds of all of us survivors. Of and Oh, no, no. Um, right. But, you know, they're going to stay their steady course of continuing to do what they do. If they hide in their little turtle shell for, you know, a year or half a year, they'll, right. they'll go back to whatever they're doing and they'll still keep on doing it right now. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like my own family home life and stuff, it's it's been really weird with the documentary because you just know that this stuff is going to really rub people the wrong way. You know, it's right. it's not you're, it's uh, you know, you ask for accountability at some point in time and it's just consistently denied you mm -hmm. or defended or uh, just, you know, they have their own defenses, I guess. And so at this point, I was like, you know what? I'm doing this because I it needs to be heard. And not just yeah. for myself. I'm not saying this because I need this only for me. I seriously, in the documentary, I literally said it has to stop. It being right. all of it. The damage. There are children right now being abused. Right yep. at this very moment as we are still speaking. And I can't live with that. It has yeah. to stop. So I think from the last time I talked to you too, I just feel a lot more bold mm -hmm. about myself and the position I've taken. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. Strong mother. That's right. Uh, Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <Fuck> yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of where I'm at. I just, I'm not, I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm not going to allow right. anyone from the, the culty past. I'm not going to allow mm -hmm. them to guilt me with the words that they use because they definitely mm -hmm. have certain words that can be very 
triggery mm-hmm. to hear. And I just feel like indif- invincible against yeah. it. Like it's Fuck just little yeah. dinky dinks, you know, it's just like, whatever. I'm sorry. Were you yeah. saying something? It's like the, <laughs> the, the teacher on uh, Charlie Brown. Just wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I can't hear you. You are so right. unclear. New so. like this. Like, <laughs> yep. Oy. So have you read the reviews on, on the website on Amazon prime? Oh, plenty. Mm, I'm not on Amazon though. I actually don't think I've been to Amazon to actually look what I was curious the other day as to, because I knew there were going to be obviously one star reviews. Right. And I was like, I wonder what the (laughs) language is like on the, on the one star reviews. So, so watch. Uh, Oh Oh my gosh. I'm so excited right now. I'm so excited. (laughs) No, if you want to, of course, you don't want to. I really want to see this. this. Let's go. Who so is I the click- comedian that roasts other celebrities where they let them read the bad things that have been said about them? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about the Jimmy Kimmel that does it. Oh yeah, it's Jimmy Kimmel. I think you suck on camera, or your nose looks way too big. Like, and they have to read yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the mean twitters, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So this one says pathetic puff piece about pedophilia in a Christian cult. Alliteration, wow. nice. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, it was serious about pedophilia and sex with more reality mm-hmm. TV stars in a Christian cult organization. It seems awfully friendly to the offenders. It's not even until the third episode that they even talk about anything criminal. Okay, so uh, this is an so it's not effective unless the whole thing is criminal. <laughs> I guess that's sad. Also, now, did they not talk about like Josh Duggar in the first episode? Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Okay, this is the one that I laughed at. Okay. Uh, total anti-Christian <laughs> agenda. Full of lies and half truths. Half truths. So. It's very sad that there were people hurt by the TV show and Bill Gothard. I feel very sorry for them. And what Josh uh, Duggar did was horrible. However, the producers mm-hmm. of this documentary failed to interview anyone who was helped by Bill Gothard. <gasps> they missed the whole fucking point. Or the Doggards. Oh. Which, just by the sheer number of people attending or watching, would be the case. One woman in the video took her personal story of an abusive family and labeled all fundamentalist Christian families as abusive. Because that's what she experienced. Are you that woman, Lindsay? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I stand by it. <laughs> Not true by a long shot. That's like saying I'm blonde and I hate turnips. Therefore, all blondes hate turnips. She sees me. Not all Christians. <laughs> I am blonde and I hate turnips. Oh my God. I love how Lizzie is vanishing while I saying know. this. <laughs> oh, this one is talking about politics. Look at that. Oh, Sneaky 2024 oh. election posturing. Oddly, I wasn't able to access any reviews about this documentary, and as I was curious what others had to say about it, this doc didn't uncover family secrets as much as it singularly portrayed a vein of Christian faith called fundamentalists. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, How I'm dare in- they? I'm totally familiar with the Christian faith as a whole. I could see through the agenda of this Amazon original 2024 Amazon is too woke. Posturing. <laughs> yep. I actually, I actually saw a very similar review online uh, from someone who said that uh, the documentary had a clear bias and an agenda and besides that, evolution is demonic. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't bring Eeyore into the conversation. Oh, right? Oh, that was one of my favorite parts oh, of the wackos? doc, by the way. I see wackos up here. <laughs> yeah, look at this. Anti-traditional Christian propaganda. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. It just... Yeah. Humans. Anywho, I didn't mean to make this triggering or anything. I just... I um, triggered. 
Oh yeah. Nope. Uh, got a freaking forest field. But like these morons. people right. are, you know, just what you expected. You know, like the shit, the kind of people that you see on TikTok where they divert, they focus with on... actual biblical truths. I have can I have begun to call it thrashing in the grass. <laughs> They're just snakes thrashing in the grass. Yep. They're making too much noise about themselves. Yep. They don't want to actually hear the actual message, and mm-hmm. they are in yeah. deflection and defense because they don't know how to look objectively mm-hmm. at what has happened. Not once does it say every single purpose person in Christianity is an abuser. Not once does it say right. every single person who homeschools is a dastardly uh-huh. devil. Mm-hmm. You know, but they can't hear that because they feel so inherently attacked on their own beliefs. This one says the docuseries. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said the docuseries literally had a pastor narrate yeah. some of the yeah. case against IBLP throughout yeah. each episode of the documentary. Right. Yeah. So it was like I said on TikTok recently. As an atheist, if this were an atheist agenda, it failed, yeah, and I'm so true. proud to be part of it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It says that the writers of the documentary want listeners to abandon Christianity and buy into secularism. That's an ATI person. <laughs> That's someone in IBLP. And you can find it in the verse about seeing the multitudes. Clearly. Mm. <laughs> God. Anywho. Oh, no. You see the agenda. The agenda. That's all you know. That's how it's you're going to find multitudes. it. So for uh, those who haven't watched the documentary, shame. Uh, you need to watch it. I mean, not you. everybody has Amazon Prime. I understand. Yeah, it's only uh, been fourteen days, like, so yeah. shame on you. Would you like to give <laughs> us like a, a little synopsis of what the, I guess the intention behind the documentary was, which clearly was about posturing before the elections and take you know telling people to not homeschool their children anymore. And I'm surprised, you know, like no one said it was anti-white. Unless they did. Or I bet someone said somewhere, that. Somewhere. That's yeah. about as, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. That tracks with all of their other thrashing. <laughs> so what does the IBLP want according to this documentary? What does Sorry. IBLP want? Yeah. What do they want to do? What's their mission? We're, well, <laughs> <laughs> what we were told was, <laughs> wait for it, world domination was There you the go. <laughs> I'm like, it's not my line to say. I, I was wondering. He's, if already, on. he's already trademarked it. Yeah. <laughs> World it it's on a t-shirt. I'm kidding. There will be t-shirts. Um, you should put yourself on, like, on, on a t- your face with, with a caption. Oh, you could. On could. a t-shirt. Sell that shit. Oh, my God. Or like, oh. it's so wrong. Okay, 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 okay. You know that guy that goes, aliens. Oh, there you go. your face. There World you domination. <laughs> I, I, I will say someone actually made a gif of it, but they mistimed it. And oh, it no. said domination was the goal. And I'm just I mean... like, mm, yeah, that's that's <laughs> spicy. But, um... <laughs> different website, different website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's a different time. kind of prime. But anywho, I <laughs> know. Uh, uh... kind of prime. But no, the thing is, the thing is, like, the more I've really delved into it as an adult, and the more mm-hmm. I've studied, like, con men and swindles and stuff like that, I mean, clearly, you know, personally, I believe that the entire organization was primarily intended to make Bill Gothard rich. But what mm-hmm. it was sold to us as, as people who followed it, was this new era of Christianity where we would 
literally be building Christ's kingdom on earth and he would come down and reward us all for making America Christian again or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, and the thing is, when you're teaching impressionable children and teenagers that they are supposed to be taking up the mantle and literally be essentially child soldiers in this fight against a perceived secular enemy, mm-hmm. you make some fucked up kids and I am exhibit A. And I'm exhibit B. <laughs> <laughs> it just could be like ditto the whole episode. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think I struggled in the beginning of all of this, mm-hmm. um, you know, three years ago when I started talking about it and talking to the director mm-hmm. of Shiny Happy People, where I was just like, I just, I don't know, like maybe, maybe Bill, like maybe he just lost his way along the way. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to believe I wanted to that maybe he he just lost his way and he he got caught up in it and he felt the power and then he got really off the rails about it. But even with the documentary, like I learned some things in the documentary and I'm just like, what? You know, and then in even afterwards, like all of the people that have been messaging me and sending me their horror stories of their relationships with Bill or then Mm. even my own roommates and my housemates were like verifying things that I've was I'm sure of, but then they're telling me, remember when he did this and remember when he did that, when you used to sneak back into the Memory house, unlocked. Because cool. an, right? Yeah. I'm completely blowing all levels at this point, just unlocking them all. Oh, but shit. I'm just like, wow, this is really, really a garbage human. And I have a yeah. really hard time now believing that any of this was for, for God at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe that he just very quickly got his grift and it, it, it was effective and then he just went, you know, he just went with it. Because he, he's no longer a part of that group, he right? Was, he was ousted. He stepped down or was like, you know, I don't know whatever you want to call it. But yeah, they, yeah. they bumped him out because of the lawsuit and all of the yeah. allegations. Like, you can't have him stay there. He had mm-hmm. stayed there for so long through so many allegations. Right. God. You know, like, of course, he was happy to boot his brother out, you know, like, <laughs> let, let you be the scapegoat. But right. then he continued to perpetuate so much abuse. And you guys, the 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 level and the insidiousness and his actions like they get worse they just get worse and i keep hearing too many stories of worse and worse and worse and then i ask myself how in the world was i just like the handsy body pressed up praying uh, person for Mm -hmm. three almost three years and he Mm -hmm. never attempted other things but he had a lot of control over me so i think he just he knew who he could push like yeah. he would try to push certain levels. Mm-hmm. Are they naive enough? Are they going to have enough spirit to like fight what I'm trying to do? And I think he knew with me, I was too, like I would get into freeze when we were mm-hmm. praying, but yeah. I think he knew that I, that if he tried further, I, I mean, I probably would have literally gone into like a mental break and probably karate chopped his butt off. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I think I just would have been like, I, I would thrash. Yeah. In the grass. Yeah. yeah. It's the, the, the flight or fight kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fight yeah. or f- fight Jeez. or fight. Yeah. <laughs> flight or um, credit shot balls. So it's know. like, it's weird because yeah. I feel, I feel like I, I, I avoided a lot of other things that people have endured, but then mm. I endured it for so long. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's, we yeah. have all been massively messed up by this guy, especially us girls that were close to him. The Gothard girls, as they call it. Right. Right. That's 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 insane. That's did you like, get to meet him, I, uh, Arch, at all? 
I didn't get to meet him personally, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm actually quite happy about that. Uh, I was on the same platform with him in 1997 at a conference. Uh, we, uh, yeah, as I mentioned in the previous episode I was on, I was part of the Alert Cadet program, right. which was like their junior military little um, ROTC kind of cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cosplay, the, the yeah. LARP. It's it's a LARP. That's what it is. Exactly. It was like it was, it was very like LARPing. LARPing fireball, for fireball, Jesus. Fireball. <laughs> My first LARPing Marines LARP. But yeah. <laughs> But I was in a choir, and it was like all the courses, all the men's, it was all the young boys and their fathers singing, mm. yeah, LARPing for Jesus. That was actually our thing. We're LARPing for Jesus. Uh, but um, but Bill Gothard was down the stage just telling us how... LARPers. <laughs> That's amazing. Sorry, Chad. But, but Bill was on the stage. No, you're good. Bill's on the stage talking about how wonderful we looked and how we were the next generation of men that would, oh. you know, be all manly men for Christ and everything. And I'm just sitting there like, can I play video games now, please? Yeah. Or do anything normal? <laughs> did you ever shake his hand? Like, were did you ever were you ever in a position where you were like, you know, in a lineup to talk to him or anything like that? Or no. If I was, I blocked it out of my memory. Okay. I think we were okay. too poor for that, honestly. <laughs> oh, what does that even mean, Chad? Oh, like, yeah, it, it That's was. That's the whole it reason basically... you should have been talking to him. <laughs> True. <laughs> I am. Poor oh, you're a poor. You can come work at my headquarters. He's like, bingo. I've got. No, you're time. a poor, right? I am poor right now. <laughs> yes. No, a poor. You're I'm a poor. poor. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. God damn it. Oh, I, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> um. So, how hard was it to keep a secret for three years of this documentary? Like, oh, I'm so glad that I had Chad, and I'm so mm-hmm. glad that I had a few people that I knew f- that were involved in the documentary. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had a very tight, 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 tight group of uh, very close friends who okay. needed to know what I was going through. Right. You know, yeah. because right. I was starting to get weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, I'm sure. I go away for a month at a time. They're like, yeah, right in there. And I'm like, oh. no, leave me alone. I'm not oh my okay. God. It's bad, bad oh, in fuck. here. <laughs> you know, just the stress of it, the anxiety of right. it. It actually ramped up though more when we did our interviews. I'm sure mm. Chad probably feels that similar, or maybe you don't. This whole interview is me feeling similar to you, and you should. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I did my interview like relatively early. Like mm. I'd already been in contact with the with the creators and everything before Amazon picked it up for distribution. And so after Amazon came into the scene, we started uh, scheduling in-person interviews and I was just like, put me in, put me in. I'm in. I'm here. <laughs> so I interviewed relatively early back in January, 22. Mm. And um, then there was like a lot of follow-up questions. They had a lot of questions about, you know, the materials and stuff like that. They would, you know, come to me, uh, Lindsay and our good friend, Heather Heath. Uh, they would, you know, ask us about different things because they all knew we knew and you know we were good friends with each other. We're all, we all met on TikTok. And then uh, we had another uh, shoot in December where all three of us actually got to be together. And you can see this briefly in the documentary. They didn't use most of the footage, but there is one shot mm-hmm. where Lindsay and Heather are very clearly reading um, uh, the, the materials together. And then there's like a, a massive amount of Chad in the background. Uh, you can't see my face, but I'm definitely there chatting it up. Yeah. yeah. So... 
Totally clicks was, of the chat. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's basically like, it's basically yeah. like, you know, I, I'm Torso Boy. That's like my. <laughs> <story>. Torso Boy. <laughs> yeah. What is he complaining about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cute so. nickname. Torso Boy. Oh, my Torso God. Boy. How but that, that was actually really fun. Guys. Sorry mm-hmm. even to interrupt. How do they find you? I was just about to ask so I actually have been part of several survivor groups on oh, okay. Facebook, oh. and um, one of my good friends in there actually did you know reach out to the group and said, "Hey, there are some um, you know uh, producers, directors in uh, um, uh, in LA who are wanting to talk to people who survived this cult." And I said, "Well, I'm already doing that on TikTok, so why not?" Yeah. So I reached out to them, and they were like, "Seriously, I had a two-hour Zoom interview. It was just you know one of the most empathetic." Uh, like people actually listening to the story. Mm. It's not like um, it's not like people just just hearing it be like, man, that's crazy. You know, want to get beer or something like that. It's like they had detailed questions. They were like, okay, you mentioned this. Tell me what that is. You know, or uh, what does that mean to you and the cult and everything? And they were very, very invested. I was just like, wow, like these people are for real. So we, yeah, we did a couple of Zoom interviews like that, and I felt mm-hmm. really good about it. I recommended it to several friends. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. And that's actually how I found out about it. I'm in the same groups as Chad, but when, Ch- and I had seen the original poster, but I was like, I'm just new to telling my story out here. I don't know if I want like a, a platform. Plus I had a lot of doubt about documentaries in general. Like I was very nervous about my story not being told well or me mm. being edited wrong. Like I was really scared about that, especially right. given the trauma that we've had in our lives, like right. clarity yeah. and my voice is everything to me. Yeah. And I want to be in control of how people view me, how they, how they hear me. Mm-hmm. So I was really iffy about that. But then I saw Chad posted about it and he was like, I had a co- wonderful conversation with them. They're very mm. empathetic. You guys should check it out. And I was like, okay, if it's good for Chad, it's good for me. I'm in. I'm in. And so <laughs> gotcha. I sent him an email. Way to go, Chad. Yeah. They, they watched a bunch <laughs> of my TikToks and then mm-hmm. we had like a three hour conversation. I was in New York at the time mm-hmm. and uh, then ended up moving out to LA, which was like so wild. But yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> So what was it like finally having your story out? Because, you know, you were so like unsure about it, like you just said. What is it like now having your story out to the world and the public? Like, how, 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 does, how does that feel? How do you feel? How do you dude? feel, man? Well, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's awesome, first mm-hmm. of all. because, And I think it could have obviously gone the other way you know like Mm -hmm. if if you'd been partnered with other producers or editors or things like that or Mm -hmm. who knows you know like we just got the best people on the planet that could have done this i truly Mm -hmm. believe that their care and their hand holding with us and Mm -hmm. understanding where like we might be having problems like i had i suffer from anxiety and when we I had a lot of anxiety leading up to the documentary and, yeah. you know, several of our producers were just like, they would literally have an hour long phone call with me of like, trust, it's going to be okay. And like, but share with us what you're worried about. And anyway, so it was like that mm-hmm. comfort they were giving. And then when it came out, of course, I was also anxious to see it. And right. yet I had no idea. We didn't get a pre-copy. We didn't, we didn't get anything before. Oh, you. So we okay. watched it with the rest of the world. Yeah. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, and every episode, it was really awesome because Chad went up in, and stayed with uh, Heather, mm-hmm. Heather Keith, and I was here in L.A. But Devil Sticks. Every, yeah, the Devil Sticks girl. Um, but after <laughs> every episode, we would call each other just awesome. to like just to make yeah. sure that we were good. 
And I'm glad that we did that because there were moments that were really hard for us, you mm -hmm. know, with stories that were being told and just like that. I think also relief, you know, there was overwhelm about right. it, but just fucking relief, you know, yeah. it's out there and I don't ever have to do this part again because you can't deny what's out there. And I can point people to it instead of having to always retell my story. Yes. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> well, that's um, awesome. So that, that... Oh, sorry, Mel. Shut up, bitch. So <clears throat> what was the hardest part of like telling your story? Like what, what gave you the most anxiety? For me personally, it was, you know, just the, I, I, I've used this analogy over and over, but whenever I've told my story in the past, even on TikTok, sometimes it feels like I'm just connecting all the yarn like Charlie Day and it's always sunny trying to get <laughs> right, everyone right. to see the Pepe Silvia conspiracy. <laughs> and because IBLP is that confusing and I believe it's intentionally confusing. There's so many acronyms, IBLP, ATI, Excel, Alert, all this sort of thing. Acronyms mm -hmm. and potted plants. Those were like you know, the other two <laughs> trademarks. Yeah, the Floyd <laughs> yeah. And, and red the curtains. Yeah, and the curtains, yeah. <laughs> but um, but that's the thing. Uh, is it, it was intentionally confusing because you know I find that people, you know, especially in our society, tend to uh, immediately default to thinking anything religious equals mm -hmm. good. And if it's just this weird religious thing that, you know, they wouldn't be into, but, you know, oh, everyone is so be well behaved and they love each other and stuff like that on the surface, like with mm -hmm. the Duggars and with all these mm -hmm. modestly dressed, you know, children and teenagers all obeying and, you know, just smiling all the time. Um, you know, a, a lot of people just tend to look at that and not want to look any further. They're like, well, it's weird, but right. they're happy. I'm just going to leave them alone. Mm -hmm. Yep. So when I sat down there and I got to say every single thing that we said as survivors in the docu-series was backed up by IBLP's own words, whether it was in a document mm. that they showed on screen okay. or with video evidence. Right. So having skilled storytellers tell the stories that we have been trying to get across to people with just our words and with mm -hmm. just, you know, like our own experiences and having to talk about concepts that meant something completely different in the cult than they do in real life. Yeah. Having, yeah. you know, th these, uh, these documentarians like actually make our words make sense to me, it was hard telling it because I came, came at it from this whole lived experience these folks came at it from the outside made it make sense to everyone mm -hmm. and they made what was a very hard experience very easy okay. uh they okay. made it seem effortless at, yeah. at the end of the day yeah i, totally I think they did a great up. job telling yeah. your story uh yeah, yeah. it didn't seem it should have been just, longer more episodes yeah. I wish. Right, Amazon. Yep, right, Amazon. You can definitely control the narrative with the way that you edit things. And I, I think they did a really good job. With, and there's like plenty saying. of survivors to tell and their story. It, yeah, and pretty much every single survivor sat for five to eight hours. Oh, and so wow. when you think about how much, I mean, you guys know a lot of my story and mm. a lot of it wasn't in the documentary, which is totally fine because the, the right. interesting thing I started to realize is they gave a collective story. Yes. There was a collective narrative that you didn't have to know that this might have happened in, or you didn't have to hear someone say this happened to me. You right. start to feel the vibe of yeah. this whole thing that there is something definitely going on in mm -hmm. every household. It may not be the same abuses or the same neglects, but it is definitely, mm -hmm. you know, it's bad. Yeah. The part about the abuse really like 
fucked me up. Like the it just turned my You're stomach. I, I got sick. It was just so disgusting. I, the episode yeah. where the the <laughs> old guy was spanking the kid and so like, oh yeah. god. I, I I was texting Arch and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, mm. yeah, yeah. That was the part that got me. Yeah, yeah, uh, big time. Uh, it, it was a full meltdown. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm but... sorry. Yeah. Well, it's but it needed to be told, and yes. yeah, you know, and that's the sort of thing that I, you know I don't believe that IBLP would otherwise like put out there to the general public. Mm-hmm. But but it you know the the fact that we had this avenue to like actually show that and be like no seriously this happened. Um, it was brutal, but I believe it was necessary for people mm-hmm. to see that you know this was endorsed and in fact encouraged, required by the cult. Yep. And like they said, with each father becoming their own cult leader and their house, you know, this isolated island, any father could could discipline however they felt fit to do so. And no one's going to no one's going to come knocking on your door from ATN IBLP with oversight going. So how are you doing this? Are you doing it properly? Are you all you know, and it just there were so many teachings from Bill, but also the pearls and others that highly, highly encouraged this type of abuse. And so your parents are very emboldened that this is this is just the best way for you to not be a bad kid or rebellious. And they are happy to break your spirit. They are happy to break your will because it is all for God. Mm. yeah so So there is a brainwashing amongst the parents you know i like i also have a hard time i can't always say well everybody was an abuser because they wanted to be Mm -hmm. i think that they there were some not all obviously there are some that just really enjoyed it the narcissistic ones and you know these like anger management people or needing anger management but as far as like some they just really truly fervently felt like this is what we've been told by people we believe and right. we trust them. And so it like sometimes my my mother would say, This hurts me more than it hurts you. And I'm like, oh, oh, I no. highly doubt it. But right. I think it may have hurt them in their own hearts of like, wow, how can this be the thing that we need to do? But they're yeah. not checking themselves. Right. They're not allowing the question to be fully answered. They're just right. maybe feeling a little icky, but then moving on and just dismissing it. Right. Hmm. Yeah. That's Ugh, it was very, very tough to watch. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. it's the heaviest part of the, literally the entire series for for most people that we've seen as far as just yeah. people were like stopping like I can't watch anymore. Like this yeah. is too much, you know, and it's yeah. like, well, take a breath, take a day, see your therapist. you know and then come back into it because obviously there's far more there's even more egregious things but that one seemed to really stick in people's minds that visual yeah are you able to talk about another one of those egregious things that you're saying as far as like headquarters you mean or you said there's more egregious things like what oh within the home yeah yeah, I mean, I mean, you might want that, a trigger warning for before I yeah. say this, you is know, that but okay? I would trigger. Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious. I, I'm not going to I'm not yeah. I mean, what I'm going to say is a generality that like yeah. within the home these disciplines happen. Dis- and they called it discipline or, you know, training. Right. But oh, um no. yeah, but the spankings were mm-hmm. one and they could be with many different kinds of objects. I mean, some fathers would make the kid go out in the yard and find the switch within which they would be disciplined, which is, you know, a really mind fucky thing to do to your child. Like you are asking them to go and find the thing within which you will abuse them. Um, wooden spoons, yardsticks. A lot of people liked glue sticks because they would, you know, they would just like make us, 
real good slap on the leg mm -hmm. or the, the behind um, and not break. I mean, some kids, <laughs> they would get hit so much that they would break wooden spoons. I can't tell you how many times we had broken wooden spoons in my house. Oh my um, yeah, dowel rods or another. I mean, it's it's really bad. So you have the dis the disciplines like that, but then you also have, you know, more insidious things like molestations. Mm -hmm and wow. incest and rape. I mean, this happens because you are so confined Oof. with no outside help and you're, yeah. you, it's formed that way. Mm -hmm. And the person who is being abused, the victims have no outlet because they've already been programmed to believe that no one is safe and no one would understand. I remember I was thinking today, like we used to say, like if we, I don't know if my mom was like, oh, I need to go to the craft store, which was often. Um, and it was during the school day. She'd be like, if anyone's here asks you why you're out of school, you just tell them that you are on a field trip or you tell them that you're home educated, not homeschooled, home educated, which I think is like such an egregious word to use because the educational neglect that we had is just like, it's laughable. Home educated. Um, yeah, I'm home yeah. educated. Don't yeah. me look smart. Um, <laughs> as I'm at a craft store at one in the afternoon, <laughs> so educated. Um, but you know, the, the, and, and these abuses can could happen from the mother, the mother or the father. This wasn't yeah. just to the father. You know, if the father was at work, you know, some mothers would prefer not to hit their kids. And so they would make you wait until your father came home mm. or others were just fine with doing it. And, you know, it just depends on the personality of that person in which they carried out these things. Yeah. And you had nowhere to report Set no, abuse report. because it's part of no. like the cult. So, and you're also shamed into it as well mm. as the victim. You know, right. like I must have deserved it. You're guilted into it. Like, well, I did. I did fail to say yes, sir. I said, oh. uh huh. You know, or yeah. I, you know, I didn't come to the car fast enough mm -hmm. at church when I was supposed to, and so I deserve this. And mm -hmm. you know, even though it may be uh, vicious, it may seem really harsh. You're just like, well, but somehow I deserved that. So it, again, mm. it breaks your mind. It breaks your own will. Yeah, it's meant to be that way. But it, that that also starts to do a lot of um, trauma within your brain as a child because you're not fully grown yet. You can't really, um, you know, you right. can't advocate for yourself. And a lot of times, even if you would, I remember like we would put our hand, you know, our arm, like ah, like stop, don't, you know, mm. like you're trying to endure it. Be like, oh, this really hurts, and then right. you would just get hit on the arm, or you know, it's just. You just had to endure it. Go ahead, Chad. Okay. No, no, that's no, that's fine. Uh, yeah, and and I also want to point out too, like in addition to the physical abuse, mm -hmm. there was also this idea, you know, as they're training your brain to like you know condition itself to mm -hmm. do this first time obedience thing, they also trust or taught you how to mistrust your own thoughts. And yes. I think this was, mm -hmm. I think this was like very clearly evidenced in that whole section on the Cabbage Patch Kids, which is just one part of the whole spiritual cleanse thing that they would do like anything that i read or played with or even owned as a child mm -hmm. was subject to review and subject to being literally thrown into a fire uh at my parents whims if they mm -hmm. thought it was remotely demonic mm -hmm. some of the demonic things that they found were calvin and hobbes books because they believed that hobbes was a literal demon oh, okay. and so mm -hmm. yeah so they so they would burn those books or um 
or, or or if I had Kush balls, like you remember the little Kushling uh, things where they have like the little faces and arms at one mm. point, just a little <laughs> gimmicky variation on Kush balls. They thought they were non-human enough to potentially be demonic, so they were burned as well. <laughs> so you were, demonic. and the whole time they're doing it, they're telling you that these things have created demonic influences in your mind, or as they call them, strongholds, mm. to where Satan could get in and cause you to, you know rebel or otherwise show you know like non-approved behavior so it's so so not only are you scared of being, you know, being abused by your parents you're also scared of being infiltrated by demons through your toys so Jeez. yeah it was it was a multi-angle attack it's fear all around your fear of the outside yeah. world your fear yep. your fear of toys your fear of getting hurt your right. fear of thinking outside the box your fear of asking questions i mean it's mm-hmm. just literally be a shiny happy little child Though I have nothing to be happy about, right. but you know, cute and cu- I always think of uh, Madagascar like cute and cuddly kids, cute right. and cuddly boys, <laughs> smile and you know, wave, it's boys. Like, ah, yeah, smile right. and wave. Because <laughs> like, what else is there to do? And and right. it's a very isolating childhood, and then your toys are very basic, mm-hmm. and you're not getting information that challenges you. It just makes no sense, but no questions. So what, like, what? Oh, this kind of stuff starts to like really get to me. Like it mm-hmm. chokes me yeah. up because it's just like. How in the hell did I even get through that? My childhood, not even right. my teen years. Like we're talking about our younger informative years. Like right. what in the world? <sighs> Joke's on them. I like metal now. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> He's a filthy heathen. <laughs> yes. So um, how does it work in general with uh, homeschooling? Isn't there supposed to be some some type of regulation, or can people just say, "I'm homeschooling my my children"? Fuck you, government. Varies, I can do whatever I want. How does it that work? It varies by state. Okay, and that mm-hmm. is the most unfortunate part of this. And mm-hmm. as you can probably assume, Republican states tend to be a lot more friendly to homeschoolers mm-hmm. than Democratic states. I am um, so shocked. No, I cannot believe this. I cannot believe Devastated, it. Devastated, but not shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, right. I, I lived in Alabama for most of my, you know, mm. like early schooling years. So uh, regulation uh, would, was something that uh, was generally feared to be demonic in and of itself. So, yeah, right. they or basically... Yeah, th- there was just no welfare check or any kind of yeah. academic progress check at all. No. And honestly, mm-hmm. even if there had been a welfare check, we're not going to say anything. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, yeah, I've got all this going on. Um, you just wouldn't. You would protect them because you don't know any better. And you've also right. been taught that you right. have to be loyal to your parents. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we were taught to fear public school and oh, you know any kind of education outside the home because you know my parents would tell me over and over if the government ever comes in here they're going to put you in a public school and drug you until you don't remember your name which is oh. completely not true but yeah, yeah wow. that was um yeah Gosh. but that was the fear that we lived in wow damn that's intense yeah. how were wow. you guys able to I guess catch up with your education if you ever <laughs> if you ever were able to. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I think I, I think I just like short circuited for a second. Sorry, I'm back. I see the smoke. Hi, <laughs> hi, my name is Lindsay. I, I no, I'm sorry. Point. No, I'm just curious. No, no, no. Um, yeah. I think it's fair. Um, for myself, I actually just avoided it. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, you know, I, I stepped into modeling. 
And then mm-hmm. I got into makeup and hair because of that. And oh, I was okay. like, I'm just going to do all the things that don't require my brain. <laughs> I see what <laughs> I you mean. I mean, in an academic space, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I did work as a corporate receptionist for about three years and I loved it. I Because oh. it just felt like, ooh, this is something. And I, I was yeah. used to being a secretary at headquarters. So I knew how to work switchboards and all that. Mm-hmm. And then I would take courses like, oh, I wanted to learn how to use, oh, what was it uh, that I was trying to use? Oh, I can't remember, but ah, there oh. are oh. oh, ah. <laughs> hey. I clicked on the wrong. Hey. hey, there you are. Look at you. Oh my gosh. This is you as a secretary. Uh, That's me as a secretary at headquarters in Oak Brook, yeah. Illinois. In the ATI department. I was in the education department. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa, snap. Um, but I ended up going to cosmetology school. Long story okay. short. I went to cosmetology school, but I had to get a high school equivalency test to even do that. Okay. And oh. I barely passed it. Holy I had shit. to get like the biggest GED book and I'm like flipping through it. I'm like this, maybe I'll You're give myself like three or four months. Self things that you should have already learned, right? Oh no, I couldn't self-teach. <laughs> oh like quite, I mean, I'm honest, like, or I'm, mm. <laughs> I'm honest, like, but no, honestly, I couldn't, I had done self-teaching mm-hmm. for my upbringing. Mm. so I don't know how to it's still even to this day like the idea of a textbook that I would need to get through in order to acquire a certificate or something Mm -hmm. complete panic attack Um, I I don't know how to learn in that way Um, so I barely passed that test um, and it was embarrassing you know I'm there at 27 years old and I'm just like this is so ridiculous Mm -hmm. then with my cosmetology state boards to even get my license I had to do a hands-on test as well as a written test and i aced the hands-on test which doesn't surprise me but the written test i was like two points from completely not getting my license and if that had happened i probably would have never gone back it would have been enough for me to be like well fuck that i don't i i don't learn and so i'm just gonna move on i'm so sorry yeah thanks i mean it's it's I've just gotten used to the fact that that's just really is what it is. Like therapy has helped me to just say like, Hey, this isn't the way you learn. You were neglected with your education and your developmental skills. And that is not my fault. Right. 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 But it's, it's unfortunate because like even going to get a driver's license, if I have like, when I moved to LA, we thought, Oh no, we got to go and, you know, DMV. And they, we were told that we might have to do a written test. And I, for like two weeks, I was literally in tears every day with so much fear mm-hmm. that I wasn't going to get a driver's license renewal. And I'm 44 years old, mm-hmm. like just because I've completely, my brain locks when I'm forced <sighs> to have to give answers on a piece of paper. Fuck. Yeah. And how long have you been out of the cult? 23 years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What about you, Chad? Well, I was that weird homeschooled kid, and y'all probably <laughs> knew one growing up. Um, I was I was a weird one that would read the encyclopedia for fun, um, oh, and that's how I got sex ed. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they they forgot cool. about that loophole, uh, so to speak. So I um, <laughs> so so I would I would I would was a very self-taught kid. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my folks didn't understand pretty much any of my interests. I like computers and we had an old Commodore 128 that I poked around in and the little magazines, tried to code my own games and stuff. So <laughs> I was off in my own little world. And then when I was a teenager, what my mom had two younger <laughs> kids, right? Yeah. She had two younger kids. 
is. So she was like, here, here's your books. You do these report back later. I'm busy. Yeah. Hashtag nerd. So <laughs> I would just, I, I would just do those, get bored and then, you know, go on the internet and, you know, look up whatever the hell I wanted to learn. So okay. I've always been one of those weird people where whenever I get bored, I try to learn something new. Hmm. And then when I became an adult and I had no clue what the fuck I was doing, I would just, you know, same. I, I would just hop on the internet and I'd be like, okay, how do I adult here? Okay, cool. Got that. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. I never went to college because all the colleges that were recommended for me were, you know, Christian diploma mills mm. that scared me, frankly. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm still on my gap year, but I've been able to somehow, you know, do relatively well by faking my way through things until I actually learned something. So uh, I'm, right. <laughs> I, I basically... <laughs> I basically kind of like, you know, lucked out through, I guess, privilege and barbarian rage. I don't know. And hashtag nerd. And has- yeah. if that's I, w- like I will say this about ex ATI kids. Mm. We will try anything. Like we mm. will do whatever we have to do to survive any situation or to thrive within it. Right. Like you can throw a lot at us and we will attempt it. Mm. Um and I just I feel like uh, do you feel that way Chad? Like it just everybody I know that's like XATI, they're just like, yeah, whatever. I've seen the worst of it. I will mm-hmm. I can try. I've seen a lot of homeschooling kids take a huge interest, myself included, in improv for that very reason. Hey, like the whole idea that, yeah, the whole idea that, you know, you're in the scene, you have to accept everything and wow. you build off of it from there and just adapt. Like uh, that kind of was one of my huge interests in everything uh, becoming an adult. And I've met several other people who have similar backgrounds to me, like, oh, no yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. I, I was raised similar. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. That's awesome. That That's is awesome. a very interesting. I guess twist, right? Yeah. Find the humor uh, in it, right? Yeah. It's like you were so restricted. Now it's like everything is a possibility, you know? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And improv is a great way to make money. It's I true. tell you, you, you can become rich <laughs> off of that shit. I am lying through my teeth right now. I was like, wow, Chad. Okay. Very good. And see. That's, <laughs> so that shitty couch is just a prop. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm a trust fund baby. I, I've been lying. <laughs> he lives in a mansion in Bama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think hey, Alabama's like, Alabama's like the last state where a millionaire can live like a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Emo Phillips. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, towards the end, I think it was the very last episode. I think. Yeah. The was it the Joshua generation? Is that what? Is that? I just learned that. That's something new to me. I've never heard of that. Can you explain to our two people who are watching <laughs> what it is? <laughs> I was briefly part of that. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot of us who were raised in ATI and IBLP, um, we were promised that, you know, oh, we learned everything we needed to know, like through Gothard's uh, training centers and HQ and all that. There were some other people who decided to provide an alternate idea oh. um, with through organizations like Patrick Henry College, the first college in America that purported to be specifically for homeschoolers mm-hmm. that only had one major, government. Um, what? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Situated just outside of Percival, Virginia, where they would get you in, they would teach you basically alt-right ideology, and then get you to working at as an intern or some staffer for some congressman or something in DC. And that was 
part of, like the people who founded that, uh, Michael Ferris, who was the founder of Patrick Henry College and Homeschool Legal Defense uh, Association, he was one of the brains behind the gen- uh, Joshua Generation movement. And it appealed to a lot of us who didn't really want to like, you know, go out. We maybe heard some rumors about training centers that we didn't want to do and everything. And we were like, oh, yeah, well, let's try this. And then we could actually go make America great again before it was cool. Right. And then um, and then gradually, like it, it was one of many avenues that the um, far right homeschooling uh, leaders at the time and everything tried to tried to get people in positions of power and it was very effective um i would say ultimately it failed in that more people ended up leaving and becoming flaming liberals like myself and everything <laughs> than um that then stuck with it but a few people actually did end up scoring some pretty high ranking positions mm-hmm. in congress and executive positions and what have you and that was Pretty much why this whole ideology became everyone's problem eventually, because it was ignored all the way through the 90s and 2000s. And then they started like influencing policymakers and you get stuff like January 6th directly from that. Mm. Yep. (sighs) Nasty business. No, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So like my favorite, one of my favorite parts uh, is the end where that fake fake ass Christian couple? Um, mm. they, <laughs> like at first, I was like, "Why are they giving them a fucking platform?" And then Arch made me realize, "Oh, I get it now." Because everybody fucking ripped them to shreds, and I fucking love that David Ladding was one of the fucking screenshots from TikTok. Yes. <laughs> with, the, with the, all the fucking faces and everything. I'm like this motherfucker, but but yeah. So like, wh- where do you see um, after? Uh, uh, Everybody watches this, hopefully, because it's only been what, like, fifteen days, roughly, since its release. Um, what do you still hope- number one? That's right, bitch. Um, what do yeah. you hope will happen after after this is aired? And you know, obviously, it's aired. But what, what do you hope will happen? Like, what's what's the future hold? Hopefully, do you do you have hope? I well, I used to not. Or I hoped too much. And then I realized <laughs> hope was killing me because literally I was holding on to everything going, I hope, uh, I hope, I hope yeah. if I say the right things to my family right. or if I say the right things to other people or whatever, mm-hmm. like I hope that if I can communicate effectively, which is a Bill Gothard thing, oh, if I can just mm-hmm. communicate the right way, then maybe, maybe someone's going to hear me. And so I think with this right now, it's, it's, I just really, first of all, hope that IBLP mm-hmm. is completely silenced. And I don't mean like, oh, Bill Gothard's out right now. No, everything. Stop. Shutter it up. No more websites. No more propaganda. No more information gets out. No more materials get made. Everything gets shut down. No Mm. more. No. Bad you. No more. Um, That for me, that's what I want the most. But what I what we're starting to see, which was, I think, maybe for myself beyond the scope of what I could have imagined mm-hmm. is that this is crossing multi like different denominations, different faith groups. Mm-hmm. Like this is resonating on such a large scale that I, I just couldn't have fathomed that in the beginning of this. And so I'm like, well, let's start a freaking dialogue and quit saying those aren't my Christians. That's not my <laughs> Christianity. I don't care if you're a Christian, this is your responsibility to get in there and clean the house. 
It is your responsibility yeah. to start calling people to account in your churches, yes. yeah. in families that don't make sense. Like, why are those kids so perfect and they're eight years old? Something mm. is really the fuck wrong. And mm -hmm. you need to start, stop being afraid and get in there and do the shit that you're supposed to, that you're actually called to do by your papyrus papered Bible. Get in there and ask the hard questions and quit worrying about what other people think of you because you might be saving a fucking child. Yes. All right. Michael. Literally. Boom. <laughs> I love Mike it. Rob. Fuck yeah. Oh, go Jack. Arch, do you have hope? I do. Like I said in the documentary, um, anytime I see anyone in Christianity, even mainstream Christianity, post that fucking umbrella... I just want to grab him by the shoulders and be like, don't do yeah. that. that. You know, that. I didn't realize that came did from that. Yep. But, yeah. 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 I'm like, you know, just, just stop. You know, I want yeah. everything IBLP has ever touched to be just so branded mm -hmm. with like radioactive biohazard stickers all over it yes. that we never touch that shit again. Like yeah. I don't, you know, like Lizzie said, shutter it up, but I'm just like salt the fucking earth. Like, Can we show the umbrella to our viewers. Oh, please yeah, do, please do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this is a shitty umbrella design. Uh, <laughs> terrible. It's not how umbrellas work either, because <laughs> you can't get water under the biggest one, but somehow there's more water. I don't know if yeah. it's from the tears of everybody suffering the or tears. what's happening. Oh, God. Okay, so for yeah. those who are only listening and they're not watching the graphics that I'm posting, uh, there is a large umbrella that says Christ. Under the large umbrella, there is the husband, another umbrella with the name husband. And right under that, it says protect family, provide for family. And then there's a little umbrella right under the husband that says wife. And her job is to, I guess, manage, right? Children, managers, manager. children, managers of home. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> This is so which gross. they often had children managers at home too. See also That's the Duggars, true. but yeah. um, but the, the system, yeah. yeah. Yep. But but not pictured in this is the unseen bigger umbrella over Christ yeah. that should read Bill Gothard because mm -hmm. ultimately he considered himself to be over this entire hierarchy because yeah. everybody fucking listened to that guy. Or he oh. was Christ. He thought mm -hmm. he was Christ. Like he could stand yeah, there basically. for Christ. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Yep. Gross. And there's another That's there's another there's another umbrella depiction where there's like holes in the umbrella. And that's when your authority's doing wrong, doing bad things. Mm. So he's a they they then allow Satan's acid rain i always thought it as acid rain because that's what it looks like it looks like acid kind of like ate the umbrella yeah. but like that rain is coming down through the umbrella and hitting the people underneath it so if you oh. don't have a really good spiritual authority mm. then you're gonna still get hurt but yeah. but instead of like getting out of the umbrella and going finding a new umbrella because that's what you should do when you have a leaky <laughs> abusive umbrella is like fucking leave right. or get out of the rain or put on a poncho anyway yeah, so so <laughs> <laughs> ponchos are effective y'all but, mean... um, but like he would say stay there and pray for your authority and you know that God will work through them and in them and whatever and so like basically stay in your abuse because that's just what you're supposed to do according to Bill Gothard. But doesn't one Jesus thing have that holes in his hands, so he lets the acid <laughs> How does that work? I don't think his hands were supposed to shield us, but I don't Or know. hold M&Ms, for that matter. <laughs> cool tricks with it, though. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. But 20 bucks is 20 bucks, man. No, that's Skittles. I, I mixed up my <laughs> products there. Um, but hey, 
It's not even raining outside, so you don't even need the fucking umbrella. So there's that. Ultimately, so, yeah. yeah. But, that, but that's the thing. Like, you know, the, the whole... I love the fact that they brought in the modern influencers uh, like Paul and Morgan yes. and what have you. Yes. Um, I, I love that they you know made the direct tie saying it's just the same shit repackaged. Because, yes. I mean, ha- how many times have you seen like, you know, the uh, the fundamentalist undertones of like the Trab Wife movement and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole dressing modestly and, you know, oh, we just do this to glorify God. And, hey, here's a radical idea. Why don't you save your first kiss until marriage and stuff like that? And it's just like, this is the same shit we grew up with. Yeah. It, it didn't help anyone then. It's definitely causing hurt now. Yeah. So I would like everything, you know, moving forward, I would like people to... Um, to not only take what was presented in the documentary, but start connecting the dots to where mm-hmm. it has influenced modern okay. Christianity, modern culture at large, yeah. and start saying, hey, you know, here's where it came from. We need to cut this shit out and let's move forward with like, you know, things that don't hurt children and marginalized communities. That would be a great yeah. start. Yeah. A good so start. it's like now <laughs> if you've seen the documentary, you have awareness and you can never say, oh, I didn't know. Right. You had the onus is now on every single person that has seen this to take responsibility for really thinking about what these what this means and and take that deep look like I I get it. It sucks. Some of your foundations are going to be pulled out from underneath you. Mm -hmm. But now you get to figure out what they should be because they have been wrong. So bravely look at these problems, accept your either compliance or your lack of just asking more questions because maybe you also were brainwashed. Like you have right. to accept that too. Like you might also be a victim to this. So instead of being so defensive, say, God, they really did a number on me. How dare they get angry? Right. Yeah. Yep. Fuck yeah. Burn it, burn it fucking down. Just yep. ash. And just, ash. you know, continue putting your voices out there. Uh, that's super, super important. Letting other people know your experience and mm-hmm. bringing in the awareness. And you guys are doing an excellent job with yes. that. Yes. Uh, Thank you for putting your voices out there. So how do we heal from this? Like, how do you move forward? Therapy. Therapy. And <laughs> therapy and other fun things as an adult you can do. Try butt stuff. <laughs> Go to therapy. Let's go to therapy yeah. and also that. <laughs> Explore all Learn the Learn about whiskey. Domination. <laughs> domination. Yeah, domination. Hey, domination was the goal. Yeah. Domination yeah. of the butthole, yes. Domination. Yes. <laughs> I don't think IBLP got that memo. <laughs> like at all. You weren't supposed to do that stuff. <laughs> That's I mean, a, maybe the, the like, notes, you know? <laughs> oh maybe like once every year, like when the when, the, you know, right? <laughs> when the moon was just right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from therapy, are the, is there anything else that you guys are doing to, you know, heal? You know, I like when we say therapy, I'm also going to interject like complex trauma therapy. Not just talk therapy, not family therapy, not just like, oh, there's a therapist down the street. Let's go knock on the door. You if you have been especially abused in the ways that we've talked about on this episode, like you need complex trauma therapy because more than likely there's PTSD involved and a lot of things that you need a specialist for. You can't just sit and kind of like talk it away. And that doesn't that's not I'm not trying to disparage people that are in family therapy and things like that. Like they are very good uh, resources. 
But this type of trauma that has really rewired your brain from a very young yes. age, that is very complex trauma. So CPTSD. Yes. Um, so that's my big thing. But um, I think for, for me, it's also been just like finding friends that actually are aligned with you. Like meeting Chad and meeting Heather was amazing to me. I couldn't believe how much we we just there was so much we didn't have to say to each other when we met. Yeah, because I mean, you just already have the sub subtext of the shit we went through. Yeah. And then our comedy and, and the things that we laugh about, no one from the outside would ever like understand what the hell we're laughing about. Yeah. But it's so so it's so healing to be able to be with people that you don't have to like constantly uh, explain yourself or mm. oh no, it's this or uh, yeah. I homeschooled. You like I actually really hate saying that now. I'm just like, I'm really still continuing to like shame myself in a weird way mm -hmm. or like out why, I don't know. It's, it's, it's strange, but I think that there's that community that you can grow with and having loving people in your life, because mm -hmm. a lot of us have lost family through this. And yes. so we don't have our close family anymore. And mm -hmm. so creating those, the, the friend family group is like really precious. Yes. Arch, how about you? How were you, how were you healing through this? One of the, one of my favorite quotes from the docuseries was uh, Tia Levings uh, talking about how, you know, when you're out there, when you're out of the cult and you're flopping around like a little fish, the universe catches you. And what that means to me is, you know, you will find that there are people who you've been trained your entire life to fear mm -hmm. just by the fact that they are not part of your um, cult and not part of your mm -hmm. upbringing that are ready to be friends with you. that are ready to, um, accept you as you are, and they're ready mm -hmm. to help you heal. Even if they've never picked up a wisdom booklet in their life or anything, you know, there are people out there who you will find and you will connect with on such a deep level. And I echo what Lizzie said. I am absolutely 100% grateful that I met her, Heather, and everyone else. But also, I have just been thoroughly amazed at the connections I've met that never had anything to do with the cult. Mm -hmm. And very, you know, very frankly... A lot of the people, especially um, one of the first people I met when I really struck out into the world outside the cult by myself, uh, was a lesbian woman who was my first instructor uh, at my job. And mm -hmm. I went into it thinking, oh, no, you know, because I'd always been taught, like, lesbians hate men. They're going to, you know, she, she's <laughs> just going to, you know, set me up for failure and everything. Yeah. Turns out, no, she was very much invested in my success. And mm -hmm. she was tough, but fair. Mm -hmm. And as I got to know her more, I, you know, we, yeah, I, I found out that everything that I've been told about her and, you know, people like her was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was, and that was what started opening the door in my mind thinking, well, if that was wrong, what else was wrong? Because mm -hmm. this person who had no reason to really be as kind to me as she was, was, but people who I grew up with in the church have been very unkind, mm -hmm. like repeatedly over and over. And this was exactly the situation they warned me against. What were they hiding? So right. the more you get to the, for me personally, the more I got to meet people, the more I've met people of different walks of life of different, you know, upbringings of different backgrounds of different uh, races of different sexual orientations and everything. Mm -hmm. I learned that, you know, the things that I had been taught more and more just started to fall away. And I was like, you know, this is, this is healing to me to know that I don't have to be afraid of the things that kept me in, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Love that. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, you guys are I, fucking amazing. Yeah. I was gonna say I quite literally wouldn't have some of the actual support group that I have now to even get through everything we've just done in the past three years because right. of similar to what Chad said, because I would yeah. have rejected them just based on the simple things I knew about them without even giving me the opportunity to actually know them. Like they say you can't judge a book by its cover, but that's exactly what IBLP does. Yeah. It judges exactly. the book by its cover right. and gives you no context to who these people are and it shuns them so fast that you miss the beauty of the cornucopia of people that are out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Now, when you were talking about that, it was, it's like a Facebook group, a forum, a Discord. That, okay. Is it open to anybody who wants to join who might? Okay. It's like a... Yeah, they're pretty uh, closed off. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're for I mean, they survivors. Be, yeah. Right. And they, there's a lot of processing that goes on in the, in those groups. And, and so if they're, someone they're wanted to, to find that community, how do they do it? I think all they would need to do actually on Facebook is just type in ATI. Um, okay. There's like, I think an ATI friends, there's an, I don't remember, but I would just say like do ATI on Facebook, but there's, there's barrier to entry. There's questions. They validate, verify yes. that you are from ATI and what yeah. years you were in and things like that. So, but someone um, can find it though. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Okay. There's, there's okay. several groups out there. Well, then maybe we can put the link, uh, you know, to the group in the description and I don't know how many AT X ATI or IBLP people are watching this show. You never know. You never <laughs> know. Other than four people know. that we They've um, become atheists. Here we are. But yeah. hey, maybe <laughs> it's up to you. If you want, we can put the link there. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, and of course, it, you have to go through the vetting process. And, yeah. You, know, you don't want it just anybody joining. Of course, I get it. Uh, and we want to give a shout out to our friends from Recovering from Religion. Um, just... They're a great resource. Uh, you can give them a call at one eight four. I doubt it. They have twenty four hour, twenty four seven volunteers who are able to provide peer support. They provide hope, healing, and support who, to those who are deconverting or doubting their faith or just need someone to talk to about you know these experiences. Um, fantastic group. Hi, I mean big shout out to Dr. Deray and Gail Jordan, and they also have the Sacred Therapy. Project, which is sacredtherapy.org, which is a registry of, you know, uh, therapists who are not associated with any faith or any type of religious organization for that matter. Uh, Recoveringfromreligion.org, sacredtherapy.org, 184-I-doubt-it. So, fantastic nonprofit. Uh, I wanted to ask, did y'all yeah. get a chance to meet Gail Jordan at this year's American Atheist Convention? We met her yes. last time and we met her this time, yes. yeah. Oh, last time as well. Yeah. Okay, good. She's our actual friend in real life. Yes. Chad. She has goats. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I want goats. God damn it. I, I heard the episode she was on and everything. She's just, you know, such a wonderful person. I, fucking love I actually her. got to, like, speak to her a little bit more at uh, nice. NanoCon last year. And oh, just, cool. You know, super, She's such super a nice lady. Oh, my yeah. God. Goodness. Like, one of those people oh. you just want to give a hug to. Literally. Like, mm hmm. Yeah. So could, adopt me, please. Adopt me. <laughs> so I could just work the farm and hang out with goats and get, put them in onesies. <laughs> you know, it's put them in onesies. Oh my you God. just want her for her goats, don't you? I do. I do. I do. And the onesies that go on. That's the, the kind of people, the kind of person she is. But anywho, where can we find you guys? <laughs> I am out on TikTok as Colt Chronicles. 
and I'm on Instagram as the Cult Chronicles. I think TikTok's also. I kind of change it so that it shows the Cult Chronicles. Mm -hmm. I copy pasted Um, from the browser, so don't mess with me. Good. Uh, No, no, that was my problem. It's like I couldn't get my I couldn't get my username everywhere. I'm like, oh, this sucks. So, but I think it's it's the same over on Instagram as well. (laughs) Well, if you just search Cult Chronicles, it'll come up. It'll yeah. Um, And what about you, Mr. Arch Radish? Yeah, you can find me at Arch Reddish on TikTok, or you can find me at uh, Arch Reddish eighty five on Instagram. Um, and yeah, okay, I'll just go ahead and spoil the joke and everything since oh. you know my name's now out there on the docu series. Arch Reddish is Chad Harris mixed up, so you know. <laughs> uh, it, so if you ever forget it, that's how you get back to it. But yeah, I'm, anywhere you see Arch Reddish, I'm is probably me. <laughs> I'm gonna make a, a parody account. You watch. So don't I don't spoil. I don't like turnips, but I do like radishes. Well, <laughs> I actually don't. Well, I don't. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're like oh, yucky. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you guys are fucking awesome. Yes. Thank you thank so you. much for and thank you, Amazon, for letting us interview your stars over here. No. <laughs> They're awesome. You wanna like, you know sponsor us or something no, thank yeah. you for sharing your stories thank you for being vulnerable yes. for sharing yes. all these things that it can be definitely re-traumatizing and yeah. we really appreciate that so hopefully we didn't cause any harm you know by you tell retelling your stories without consent i'll just send you my therapy bill okay. <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> I'm prepared. you just have to do my copay i'm good <laughs> <laughs> you'll get it in quarters it's fine oh, <laughs> or you could just send up some baphomel swag i mean well, there you go good I'll, I'll send you a picture of his nipple though but Sweet. just his left okay. one his left just, one yeah that's all that's, i can handle it. though with purity <laughs> culture that'll send me back to therapy <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. And another bill. No matter what iteration it is, it's just going to be so traumatizing. So, God damn it! <laughs> it's covered with like a burnt Eden pasty. Like <laughs> that, I could handle that. I could right? handle. Yeah, I, I still cool. want to make those somehow. That's like PG. buy pasties yeah. and put the sticker on it. Hell yeah! Yes. If I may, if I may, mm-hmm. bath your mask. You know. Oh yeah. If you can make I that still have like your a mask. little. Yeah, we can make that like the little, you know, nipple covering type thing over the nipple. Like, yeah, yes. put the mask on it. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, I haven't worn that mask in a while. I know. I miss, I miss it. it. We miss yeah. it. Yeah, please, please put it on. Oh, the, this motherfucker has gotten COVID like five times. He has his own yeah. strain of COVID. Like, I am not fucking joking. This motherfucker. Why do you just like why why keep it in your bathroom and just like huff it every now and again? He just called it now. Bethobit. <laughs> Beth is like, I can quit anytime I want, man. It, from- <laughs> it doesn't come from Asia, but it comes from an Asian guy. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> One of the things I want to say, and I'm not going um- <laughs> to. <laughs> we need to bully. We need to humble him every now and then, you know? Like, right. he's up here. I need him to be down here. Damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't ask for what purposes. <laughs> oh my god! Keep the nipple covers on, and it'll be okay. Oh my god! <laughs> Dude, we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I that's, not say, like, that's not a good like, transition. That's not a good transition. 
right? Don't go just yet. Uh, give us, well, I just give wanted us to one, say man. thank you to you guys too, oh, to you. your audience as well, yeah. for allowing us to have this this time to be able to share more yes. about this and to be able that's, to answer yeah. questions. That's and what this platform um, is for. It's really, it's, I don't know, it's like, it's validating for us, uh, for myself. I won't speak for Chad, but like, it's validating for me Reason. to have people be so curious and to mm -hmm. want to know more and to kind of like pick into it a little bit. So I just appreciate you guys for letting us continue to share this like crazy ass journey with you. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Anytime. It's anytime. A privilege. Anytime you want to co host with me so I can kick about. I mean, yes. <laughs> Give me a day off. You can definitely be a co-host with yeah. me. Get COVID yeah. and I'll show up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till September. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Oh <laughs> my God. You all suck. Okay. <laughs> COVID. No, we don't. You're the one getting it five times. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think he'd learn. Right. You think he'd learn. But no. Anyway. That face... <laughs> That face just says, "How oh, rude!" He's only good at swearing. He's oh. good at swearing. <laughs> All right, this includes the roasting of bath. Oh, I loved every second of it. Thank you. Now my turn. Do it, Chad. Do it, Chad. Please do one good one. One. Oh, good one. he's muted. He can't. Oh, uh, no, he's not. <laughs> oh, there no, we go. <laughs> do one. Oh, okay. Do it. Do it. Okay. <laughs> Baff is to podcasting what Bill Clinton is to podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Jesus. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope you don't get COVID tonight. I see how like it is. For you. <laughs> I'm going to give you COVID. Mm. Is that what you're gonna send to us? <laughs> With you, like your like twenty dollar check, you yeah. know. <laughs> My one sticker. The one sticker. What a lick the envelope. Oh god. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I don't lick envelopes when I open them. <laughs> I do. I don't. It's like you. You don't. What? Yeah, you don't? It's called yeah. a flavor saver. <laughs> saver. I'm like it's. <laughs> Oh my god! Hey, look, look, look! When I was homeschooled, I couldn't French kiss, so I had the next best thing: you licked envelopes. I don't know. What to tell you. <laughs> god damn it! Oh no, no! It's, uh, <gasps> never mind. It's amazing. Nope. My nope. sides hurt now. Thank you. My face hurts. Well, I have nothing not nice to say about you guys. <laughs> So Aww, as it should be, as it yeah, should be, we're leave it like that. <laughs> God damn it! We love you guys. Love you too. Okay. Thank you. So don't go, don't go, don't go. They're like, we're out of here. Hang on. Okay, I'm you here. can go if you want. Fuck no. You. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> leave you can behind. go. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Boom, gone. Because your friends don't go, and if they don't go. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah, this is epic. We're gonna do our outro really quick. Uh, we wanted to okay. remind our listeners, our viewers, that we have a merch store. The link is in the description. If you know, you know, we have some cool shit. <laughs> Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, smash that like button, and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our new episodes. God damn. Episodes come out on Mondays as long as we're able to. And <laughs> Stop moving. You know. They're also still <laughs> audio only if you want to only listen to them and don't want to see our pretty faces. 
but the fun is here in the YouTubes. Go to it. <laughs> there you go. If you go to that's any, the reason why. <laughs> Banned from you, ma'am. I was homeschooled. <laughs> they didn't have that in the encyclopedia, ma'am. It's encyclopedia. That's Encyclopedia Britannica XL. <laughs> they didn't have that in those little those little plastic cutaways that you like come through to see. Pop up volume one and volume two. What two? God damn it. Exhibit A and Exhibit B. Oh, no. Exhibit double D though. <laughs> God damn it. What are we wow. doing? I don't even know. Leave us a spicy voice message, especially after seeing that. Um, give us a rating on Spotify. No less than five stars. Uh, follow us on Twitter, FFML666. Mine is at Maltry Fitty, and his, I guess, is FFML666. We want to say a huge thank you to our friends who support us on Patreon.com. Yes. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Atheist Chico, Chico Lynn. Evelyn, big shout out, big hugs. Yes. And Mr. Will, thank you for your service. Yes. Uh, and my friend Lisette in Canada, who I'm going to visit in September. And get COVID. Mm-hmm. And, get- and get Lynn. COVID. You forgot no. Lynn. I said Lynn. Did you? I said Lynn. I'm sorry, Lynn. I apologize. Okay. We also want to thank our supporters through Anchor. A big thank you to uh, Robin M. and William N. You all are awesome. You make the dream yes. come true. This is the um, dream. The dream is to be in debt. Uh, it's just great. America. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> For everybody. Ooh. All right. Any last words you would like to <laughs> tell our two Damn people it. who are watch- watching? Uh, shout out to Olivia Christ and Corey Shepard Stern. See y'all at the Emmys. Yeah. That's the director and the executive producer. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. We'll see you on stage. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> we love you guys thank yes. you and that thank is you. what the lord wants amen amen, amen.